Smith will keep it. He dives for the end zone. He's got a touchdown. Kansas City in one of the greatest comebacks in Chiefs kingdom history. It's time. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Car out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crabtree. Caught it. He caught it. He caught it. The Raiders have the lead. 35-34. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I needed that. Starting to feel like football now. Hey, that was a good start. Hey, that was a good start. We're going to finish for you, all right? The doctor is now in. Glad to have you with us. Hour number two here at T.C. Martin Show, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. No better spot to be, especially on a big-time weekend. And right now, we've got Major League Baseball playoffs. We've got the ALDS. The Houston Astros have just won 9-4. Cover on the run line for many people. They're very excited. Astros up two games to love in this series. The Brewers playing the Braves right now. No score in the top of the fifth inning there and then of course tonight we got giants dodgers oh yeah tampa bay and boston it's all happening here it's a great weekend it is fight weekend as well too here in las vegas it is fury wilder three tomorrow night t-mobile arena i uh, appreciate marquise johns from big fight weekend who made the trip out to vegas who's covering the fight uh, he joined us last hour. Looking forward to being there as well, too. So very, very busy weekend here. And, of course, tonight we've got game number five of the WNBA semifinals, the fifth and deciding game. It is the Las Vegas Aces taking on the Phoenix Mercury. It is winner advances to the WNBA finals, take on the Chicago Sky, Candace Parker and company. The loser, their season is done. And the Las Vegas Aces were Faced an elimination game in Phoenix a couple nights ago. They got that victory over Phoenix by uh, 17 points. And then now they got the home court advantage and uh, will have home court advantage in the finals if they can get by the Phoenix Mercury, Diana Tarazi, Brittany Griner, and company tonight at Mandalay Bay. Tickets, you can get your tickets. Pack the house tonight. And uh, the Aces organization says, come on out and uh, make this place a very tough place for the Phoenix Mercury tonight. Access.com, that's where you get your tickets, AXS.com. Check out this fantastic WNBA action, the Las Vegas Aces and the Phoenix Mercury. It is the fifth and deciding game. Winner goes to the WNBA Finals, which starts on Sunday. So Aces fans are hoping a victory here, and then they're hosting game number one against the Chicago Sky on Sunday. So, again, get your tickets for tonight. Special start time, ESPN2, the national TV coverage. And, of course, you can hear my play-by-play down the radio dial a few notches. Actually, tonight we're going to be on Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM tonight for that. But to access.com, AXS.com, 6 o'clock is the tip-off 5.30 pregame show. Looking forward to all of that tonight. All right, join us now. Mike Pritchard in the house, Raider Nation Radio, VEASAN, the former wide receiver, uh, great friend, great colleague. What is up, my man? Glad to have you back here at the Cosmopolitan. Man, the Cosmos up. Man, what's going on here? <laughs> fight weekend, right? I think it's, it's fight. It's baseball. Yeah. It's 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 football. football. It's it's all yeah. here, man. Fury two seventy seven. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Lord. And, and Mike is, is he's actually, it's a double meaning. I think that's close to what the line is, too. Okay. Fury minus 277 <laughs> and his weight, 277. But that's pretty much what he weighed yeah. in the last fight. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it, man. These heavyweights, dude. Uh, they're not heavyweights anymore. Super heavyweights now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got an opinion? Um, No, I don't. Well, I, you know, prize fighting, anything and everything can happen. Especially and in these guys. Yeah, these yeah. guys are going to go at it. I know that much. I don't think it's going to go the distance. What do you guys think? I'm not a boxing guy, but uh, Fury, I don't want to step in front of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can pack a punch, man. So I, I've been asked about the total of that, too, and I, this, I, I just can't handicap. It's mm-hmm. over seven and a half right. because, you know, when you have guys like this, each guy can end it with one punch. Right. That's what's tough. I, I find it a lot easier to handicap round props when you're dealing with the welterweights or the middleweights and you've got champion versus champion. And I love playing over props, too. You know, give me an over 10.5 or 11 or a distance fight when you have two guys that are matched up that both, you know, uh, you know can, can get in the ring, have good footwork, 
can ha that have defensive skills, then I love over props. But with this, both guys keep their hands down. And as we know, the only shot that Wilder has to win this fight is with that big right hand. I mean, plain and simple. So it's kind of hard, hard to handicap a round prop for me with this in, in an over. But I do like Fury. I don't see anything that's gonna that can change my mind for Deontay Wilder all of a sudden to come up with boxing fundamentals. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he you know we talked to Teddy Atlas earlier mm -hmm. in the week, and you talked to Freddie Roach. And they've never seen a heavyweight that doesn't have boxing fundamentals. That he has to rely solely on power for a guy that defended his title on ten different occasions just by that. Mm -hmm. But you know when you, when you fight a guy like Tyson Fury who has great footwork and has great speed. And basically, for the most part, Tyson Fury has won a majority of the rounds when they fought in the first two fights. I'm with Marco, I, I don't, I don't want to step in front of Tyson Fury. Right. I want to get behind Tyson Fury. Uh, but if it is going to go the distance, Deontay Wilder can't win a distance fight. No. So to me, it's it's kind of hard to to handicap. But if you're gonna if you're gonna bet it, you don't mind laying you know two two fifty two sixty or whatever it is. Uh, Tyson Fury is probably the smart money here. I, I can't disagree with it. Like I said, I, I don't want to say that I'm an expert on boxing, so uh, I'm not going to tell you any See, more about it. You come it. to me for I go to you for horse racing. <laughs> yeah. Plain and simple. There yeah. it is. He's the guy. No question. <laughs> and, and football as well, yeah. too. All right, Pritch. How you feeling, man? How things going? I'm feeling here? great. Shoot, it's the weekend and yeah. um, big game in town for the Raiders. Yeah. Big, big game. Yeah. Uh, let's see if they can get it done. Um, but feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, the season is just rapidly moving along, right? I mean, week five already. Week isn't it five, weird? but then college football week yeah. six, halfway through. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. How are you feeling about your Buffaloes? Oh, we got a week <laughs> off. We got a week off, uh, thankfully. We're not on the schedule this week, so, yeah. yeah. There you go. You, yeah, it's been rough, you, man. You don't have to sweat that. Exactly. No, I don't. The offense has really been shaky, hasn't it's it? Been, uh, it's been shaky. It's been challenging. They've been messing with it. I, I think they're going to change it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the coordinator is going to keep his job or not. There's rumors and stuff like that. So, um, after last year, there was so much promise. But, you know, last year didn't really count because of COVID and everything. So, uh, they, they got their hands full with what they have to do with all the young players that they have to keep them engaged and keep them excited about the future. Right. Mike Pritchard might be getting a call as OC <laughs> in his alma mater at Colorado. Yeah, I'll go. There I'll go, go if they need it. There you go. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the Raiders and the Bears. Okay, 105 start the, at Allegiant Stadium. We've seen two games at Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders have fallen behind by 14 points, 14 nothing to be exact, and then they they battle back, they force overtime, they go into overtime, and they win on the final play of the game in, in each overtime, especially that last game, the final play regardless because the clock was was was, uh, was running out. And um, But the Raiders did not have a very impressive performance coming off Monday Night Football against the Chargers in L.A. How do you handicap this game, Mike? Well, this one, uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's tough to handicap it because I don't know where the Raiders are. They're, they're tinkering with a lot of things right now on top of having a lot of injuries. Uh, and, okay, are they key injuries? Maybe uh, when you think about the secondary. But then you look at the Bears and what they want to do. Uh, I don't know how key those injuries are. Uh, for the Raiders, but the offensive line is a concern up against this pass rush for Chicago. So uh, I, I think that's a mismatch right now. I wonder how the Raiders are going to handle that because they haven't ran the football very well. They haven't even possessed the football uh, all that well, especially off the last game. So uh, I, I'm, I'm conflicted here in terms of trying to cap it because uh, I know that the Raiders need to start fast and then put Justin Fields in a in a difficult situation. If they're in the game, if Chicago's in the game and Justin Fields builds confidence, uh, that's, gonna, that's not going to bode well for the Raiders, I believe. What do you think of Justin Fields after the limited time that uh, we've seen him here early on in the season? I, I, I think he's a rookie quarterback. That's how I look at it right now. I mean, will he be special someday? Maybe. Uh, but right now he's got a lot to learn. And, and the fact that he's finally on the field as a starter, I, I think that's beginning his clock. Because before, I, I don't know if he was ever going to get better in that role. Like, as a player myself, I'm like, how am I going to learn by standing on the sideline? Like, do I go, do I go up to uh, a teammate and ask him, okay, wh what did that defensive back do to you to D you up? You know, or, or should I go through that experience, right? And so it wasn't until I got on the field where I started to learn, okay, where are my shortcomings? Where do I need to work on? What do I need to improve? And then also at the same time, building up my confidence. I know it's way too early to maybe even talk about it, but it makes for a good discussion. Of the rookie quarterbacks, 
right now, what we've seen, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen enough of Trey Lance, but Justin Fields, we've seen a little bit of him. Where do you think Fields is in comparison to the other guys? That's or, a hard one, too. Or, or let's, <laughs> let me rephrase the okay. question and say, which of the rookie quarterbacks do you like best? Well, it depends on the circumstance. Like, if Zach Wilson was in Chicago, he'd probably look pretty good, I would think. I mean, or if Mac Jones um, was in Tampa, I don't know if everybody would be singing his uh, – uh, Jacksonville. Right, I don't right, know right. if they would be singing his praises. But it, it, I think when you're a rookie quarterback, circumstance is everything. Like, Patrick Mahomes, if he would have got drafted by the Jets, my goodness. There you go. Like, look at Sam Donald right now, yeah, right? right? So – so much is reflective on where you are and where the organization is. Uh, because I've heard this sa- said before, um, but, but not to the extent that I'll say it. Like, the quarterback position is the most dependent position on the field. Because you have to have the weapons. You have to have the offensive line. You have to have a running game sometimes. So it, it's hard to evaluate these guys right now until they get at least 20 games under their belt. Right. That quarterback, we always talk about the wide receiver position as being such a codependent position, yeah. one that you played. You know, yep. you have to feel that way too. Right? Well, I mean, it is a dependent position, but think but it's about just it. one guy you realize, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. With a quarterback, you, you have to rely on everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the center's not doing their job, then okay, you're going to get sacked. Uh, if you if you if you don't have protection set, then you're going to get knocked out, right? Mm-hmm. Or or the receiver runs the wrong route. But then, okay, who are you as a quarterback, you know? And, okay, you can make plays with your legs, but can you really? I mean, this is the National Football League. So uh, I, I, I just look at it as the most dependent position on the field. And, and when you have the pieces around you, that's when we see the quarterbacks at their most success level, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the coaching goes so far, but players, and Steve Young will tell you this, uh, he wasn't anything until he got to San Francisco. I mean, think about him in, in Tampa. And I, I just look at everything differently that way in terms of the circumstance can dictate your level of success. Yeah. Mike Pritchard uh, joins us here live at the Cosmopolitan here on this Friday. Marco, Bears, Raiders, Raiders, five-point favorites. <laughs> I lean to the Bears, and I actually want to ask Mike a question because my style of handicapping, a lot of it is situational stuff. When Miami played the Raiders here, I was on Miami. Sweated that three and a half, but got it. But the situation for me was the Raiders had played two weeks before that, the the big Monday night game, first game in the new stadium with fans, then went on the road and beat my Pittsburgh Steelers. Granted, the Steelers are horrible this year, and I called that back in August, uh, you know, I'm not a homer, but... It still was a big game because of the name and to travel to the East Coast and then come back to play Miami with that Monday night game on deck. I thought it was a bad scheduling spot. As you as a player when you were in there, how hard is it like coming off of a Monday night game and coming back and and playing on a short week? Well, first of all, your schedule's off. Um, You typically have that Tuesday off on a normal schedule, but this is going to be different. I mean, you come back after the game, and Tuesday you're going to review the film, and you might have some light work. Uh, But then Friday approaches quickly. Like, I don't know mentally if you're ready for Friday, like today. Typically is a light day, but you do two-minute, you do situations, uh, and you go through the game plan, and, and you, you know, with a fine tooth, and, and you make sure everything's okay. But, you know, with the weekend coming up so quickly, everybody's thinking about getting your body back, too. Uh, and, and so your routines are off, but yet you're still trying to get ready for another game. Uh, so it just throws you off kilter a little bit. Now, the Raiders have been through it because of the first Monday night game. And so I think once you've been through it that way and then you go through it again, you might bounce back sooner than, than you think. And it was a shorter trip to going to L.A. Right. back, back right. here. I Long story short, I lean, I lean to Chicago this week plus the points. I just When I can get the better defense getting points, that's just an adage I don't want to go against. And the Bears clearly at this point have the better defense. Khalil Mack coming back. Yeah, Khalil Mack. Uh, is Akeem Hicks, is he playing? Do you know? Or is he going to be out? Or? He's questionable. He's right questionable, now. yeah. But, uh, no, they, they have a tremendous pass rush. Uh, I know they were trying to work through some things uh, with this, this side, a new defensive coordinator. But uh, they're innovative, too, on defense. And some of the things that they're doing uh, up front, because you hear about, you hear about running backs chipping 
the defender, right? But this guy is using defensive backs to chip the offensive lineman and allow his rushers to get there. So he's innovative that way. And I don't know how you prepare for it. Coach Gruden talked about it as they were getting ready for the Chargers that they needed to look at tape on the Chicago Bears now to start preparing for Chicago. So I think they pose some problems like Marco was talking about. How do you feel that Fields is going to handle himself against this Raiders defense? It's hard to say because, you know, his first game as a starter, well, yeah. second game as a starter. I mean, if you think about Detroit and uh, when he was named a starter. But now you have the week of buildup. And, and I think Fields knew it was coming. Um, but it's his team now. And, and from what I gather, the fellas over there in Chicago wants it to be Fields' team. So he's going to have those vets supporting him as if he's their little brother out there. So that's definitely going to happen. Uh, and certainly if you're a defender, if you're Khalil Mack and others, you know that if you do a great job, you got a chance to win this game now. You guys actually might be getting me to sway one of my best bets. Because <laughs> I, I, for my, my third pick in the NFL, I, I was leaning towards the Raiders, mm. and then I was jostling between another game. And uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it, I would think that the Raiders are due. Here's the due theory. Yeah. Not a great handicapping uh, <laughs> motive there, but you know, due for a kind of an easy victory, you know, at home and that and with Fields' first start and that sort of thing. And the Bears really are void offensively. And I'm thinking that Raider defense, you know, might step up. You know, Crosby actually may have a real big day. That's what I was thinking. But in the back of my mind, everything that both of you guys are saying, I, I've kind of toyed with that too. So I guess i got about a half hour to change my mind, right? You do. And the other thing with Fields is if Chicago wins this game, Fields is going to have some big runs in the game. And the first game, Lamar Jackson, he ripped us up that yeah. first game, you know, with the runs. The, the second two games, you really didn't face quarterbacks that are going to tuck the ball and run. That's something that Justin Fields brings to, the, you know, brings to it that the other – last two quarterbacks have but the last two quarterbacks were better pure pass and maybe for me is i've just never been a justin fields guy i I just wasn't when he was at georgia then we transferred to ohio state and then you know the short season last year and there's things i just wasn't crazy about and then this year you know getting thrown in the fire and especially with that offensive line in chicago i don't know it was just you know yeah i mean i mean you got if you're back in the raiders you you do look at the chicago bears offensive line you're like whoa how are they going to hold up right right yeah. Um, so, and then Montgomery's banged up too, and and you wonder, okay, next guy up, is, is that next guy up or next guys up? Or are they going to be to that level? But the curiosity is there with Justin Fields. I, I don't know what we're going to get from him. Right. Maybe that is the advantage that the Raiders have a little bit right there. All right. Since I got both of you guys here, Denver at Pittsburgh, <laughs> it's a pick 'em. It's really like a flip of a coin. Go at it, guys. I'm going against my team. Um, Ben's banged up. Ben's been hit so many times this year. The offensive line, that was the whole problem coming into this season, was going to be that offensive line. It's going to take time to gel, and it's not gelling. And Ben's, you know, back there, he's not mobile. He never was mobile, okay? But he's less mobile now. And he came out of last week's game with a banged-up hip. So he's less mobile even more so. Von Miller with that rush, uh, you know, Von Miller is having a good good year. It's also a contract year. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Funny that it works out that way. Oh, yeah. But uh, we're healthy again. And uh, if I have to play the game, uh, uh, it would be Denver. You know, it, it gets interesting because watching Big Ben play, um, it, it's like he has Big Ben habits with a new offense. Yeah. Like he, you know, people talk about his arm strength and, okay, lack of arm strength or whatever. But when he's in trouble, like Mark was talking about, he's still trying to do what he used to do mm-hmm. with the other offense. And he doesn't even see the guys that are open, his outlets. And, and that, that was perplexing to me that he doesn't know or he's not operating within this offense. So they're out of sync. And then they've skewed their pass-run ratio way too high, in my opinion. I, I thought that the Steelers were going to get more dedicated to running the football, even with that offensive line with Najee Harris. But they haven't done that. They haven't committed themselves that way uh, and, and really putting pressure on the defense, too. So, But Denver on the other side, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play, you, you have an erratic quarterback and, and Drew Locke who, who's an entitled guy. And that's why he lost the job out there in Denver. But they have a solid offensive line. Mike Munchak's out there. And, and I think Denver will, will try to take the ball from Drew Locke a little bit. 
uh, and run the football with those two running backs that they have. Browns and Chargers. Chargers coming off that big win against the Raiders, the three-point favorite at home. And Cleveland, as we know, got probably the best running back duo in the NFL right now with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Baker Mayfield's having a pretty good year. Your thoughts? Well, he's banged up. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I think that's in the line, though. You would imagine, right? The yeah. shoulder, the, right. the non-throwing shoulder. Um, but that team is complete to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if Baker elevates his game, watch out. That, that team can be very, very scary. So I, I think that's what we're all looking for, at least I am. Can Baker elevate his game? He's without Jarvis Landry, but he's got... Uh, a ton of weapons uh, across the board there, and you mentioned a running game. Uh, now, now the Chargers—they did a nice job against the Raiders in that running game, but that was a different offensive line they're doing facing this week. So I'd be curious to see because before that uh, Raider game, the Chargers were giving up a lot of yards on the ground. So uh, I like the I like the Browns in this one. I like the Browns a lot in this game. Uh, full disclosure: I've told you about all the winners I've had. I'm 0 for 4 on the season involving. The Charger games, going with or against them. They have been my absolute yeah. nemesis. I was mm-hmm. on the Raiders on Monday night. Uh, but I like C- Cleveland. And what else I like with Cleveland, this is your situational uh, teaser play. This is You've got a lower total. Uh, getting up over, teasing them up over the touchdown, getting all the key numbers, three, four, six, and seven. So if the Browns don't get it done on Sunday, it, it might not be a good day for me. <laughs> I think the big question, Marco, you know, is is Mayfield. I mean, how healthy is he? Are you talking about the, the shoulder injury, right? I mean, yeah, that, labrum, that could be key for me. Well, it's painful and it's going to be uncomfortable because he's wearing a harness. Right. But as long as he doesn't get slammed on it, you know, if he takes a hit or two, he can protect himself. But uh, Baker's a tough guy. Uh, we have the same agent. He's uh, my agent. is his agent. And, and Baker, I met him at the Senior Bowl years ago. He's a tough, tough guy. Uh, but the thing is, is, you know, when a harness on, and, and is that going to make you uncomfortable? But uh, I, I, I expect him to start playing to the level that everybody's been expecting him to be at right now. Wait a minute. Oklahoma and Colorado guys aren't supposed to get along. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was Texas Tech before Oklahoma. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But, when you be- but when you beat them down, T.C., I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You You're beat them down, yeah, back Baker. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Packers and Bengals here. And the Packers only a three-point choice on the road here. And here comes Joe Burrow getting a lot of love here again. Uh, a little premature for this? Not for me. This is the one that I teased earlier that I said I have a dog in the NFL that nobody's going to want. People are going to look at Green Bay minus three against Cincinnati and say this looks too easy because you know, you're basically pick the winner. It's right. a field, you know, field goal or less. And they're also going to look and see last week, they beat the Steelers, and again, people still are looking at the Steelers with the Steeler name in, in the past. And, you know, people are slow to adjust to the good teams that are going bad. They're, they're quick to adjust to a, a bad team that becomes good, uh, but they don't adjust the other direction when it's a good team. Cincinnati looked horrible against Jacksonville for the first half. And if Urban Meyer kicks the field goal before halftime and goes up 17 nothing. I, I know the metrics guys want you to go there. No. You go up three scores and you go in the locker room with all the momentum. Don't give the home team a chance for a stop and change the momentum. And that's what happened in that game. So I don't see people wanting Cincinnati here. But since he was coming off of beating the Steelers, even though the Steelers are down this year, when it's a team that is beating the snot out of you year after year after year, it's a big win for you. And they had to come back on a short week. And let's face it, I think they were fat and sassy, thinking all they had to do was show up and beat a Jacksonville team. Uh, I think since he shows up this week, and I'm calling for the upset. That's one of my best bets later. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, too. They they could have four wins already after this weekend, which they ties them with last year. Zach Taylor's on the hot seat. How, How great would that feel for him? to already eclipse or, or equal what the, the win output that he had last year. So there's a lot of motivation here off of rest, too. Yeah. Um, and I was curious about why it was only three. Um, but there's some key injuries. There's yeah. an edge guy, um, Darius Smith, 
And Alexander, is it the defensive yeah. back? The Packers are getting a couple uh, other defensive guys coming back, though, for this yeah. game as well, yeah. too. But the, the weapons for Burrow, though, yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase, uh, that guy is incredible. And they got a nice relationship. And, and what I think was telling for me was when they didn't go offensive line and they did draft Chase, they were okay with their offensive line. Right. Because a, a lot of people thought they were going to go offensive line, but mixed in running the football, we'll see where he's going to be at. But, yeah, I, I, Marcos might be onto something here because uh, this is a team that is waiting for the Packers at home, and, and this yeah. is one of those moments on your schedule too. Two more games to look at here. The Niners and the Cardinals. You know, I, got the, I had the Cardinals last week, uh, you know, one of those outright winners against the Rams. I really like what the Cardinals have done with their roster. I like the way Kyler Murray has really matured and developed. And now they're favored by, uh, over the Niners by five here. But uh, this Arizona team. Who's the only team in the NFL that's undefeated right now? It's the Cardinals. Uh, I was on Arizona big last week, and for the reason I was on them big last week is the same reason I'm going against them this week. Last week they were facing the Rams, and the Rams, after that big win over Tampa Bay, was everybody's favorite for the Super Bowl. They were the flavor of the week. Mm -hmm. And in comes undefeated Arizona, but, oh, they haven't played anybody. That's what everybody was saying. Well, that was their statement game, in my opinion. Now they're coming back home, laying points since last uh, two-plus seasons. Arizona, just 1-8 against the spread as a home favorite. Cliff Kingsbury, good coach, but you know what? The rah-rah coaches sometimes, you let your team get way up here, and that can lead them to come down here. And I think you're going to see the regression this week. You got the 49ers. Yes, it's going to be Trey Lance. Uh, didn't look that good last week in relief, but you know it, you know, Pritch. When you go the week of preparation, mm -hmm. you have a game plan for your starting quarterback, and your backup quarterback doesn't get that many reps. This week, it'll be a game plan for Trey Lance with his strengths, and he's gotten the reps this week. And the advantage that they're going to have over Arizona is there's really no game film on Trey Lance. You have the preseason, which doesn't count. Nobody's blitzing and any those things. And what you saw last week, he was trying to run a game plan that was for the other quarterback. So you've got that element there. And um, I always use an angle in the NFL. Uh, I call it the injured player theory. Mm -hmm. I like to take the injured team the first week that the star, you know, a star player is out because one, Vegas is going to overreact to the line because they know the public doesn't want that injured team, and two, uh, you know, you can tell me if you're wrong if I'm wrong in this thought. Um, I think the rest of the team plays at a higher intensity level because you know you got to compensate for the loss. Yes, yeah, exactly, uh, spot on. Actually, uh, here's where I start uh, because of. I know Vance Joseph very well, right. our defense coordinator. He knows Kyle Shanahan very well, uh, and I know Kyle very well. So <laughs> there's a familiarity all over the place. Now, on top of that, the Vikings almost beat the Cardinals, and they run a similar offense, a similar scheme than what Kyle runs because Clint Kubiak ran that scheme, and Kubiak knew <laughs> Kyle. And I mean, it's crazy. It's endless, all these relationships, right? So there's familiarity there from that standpoint, but you got to stop it. Uh, and, and I, I, you know, with Trey Lance, it's a different offense. It will be. Uh, and I don't know if, if, if Arizona's defense is going to be on, on the same page that way. Um, now, on the other side, Kyler Murray is incredible. they got a really good running game to add uh, to what he can do in a passing game. So it, it could get tough on San Francisco because of injuries over there, but uh, I love this matchup. I love this yeah. matchup, and I think it's a field goal type of game. Sounds like it's your family reunion. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. That's it's cra crazy. All right, one more. Buffalo and Kansas City, obviously the marquee game, and the Chiefs favored by two over Buffalo rematch of the AFC Championship game last year. Yeah, you, uh, you're you hitting all my best bets okay, here. Just say, just say <laughs> we'll, we'll get that in five minutes. Go ahead, Rich. I'll save mine. Well, you know, Buffalo, I'll, I'll start with oh. plus 90 point differential. <laughs> That's insane right. to me right Thank now. You. Four games. Uh, it's insane. Uh, and then Kansas City's. I, I had Kansas City as a concern with their defense okay. coming into the season, uh, and that's played out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's been validated. I don't know when they and if they get help there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they do. 
Now, offensively, they can try to outscore you, but now you look across the other side, across the field, you got a player like Josh Allen who, who really is in command now. Uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders added to the mix. He's played in Arrowhead for years, and uh, that's just going to help Stephon Diggs in, in the tight end position. And, you know, it, it, Buffalo's clicking. Yeah. They are clicking right now, and I actually like Buffalo in this one. All right. We will get into our best bets when we come back. Trevor Maddich is going to join us, ESPN College Football, and, of course, the former offensive lineman, the 15-time Emmy Award winner. He will join us. He's been on fire. We've been hitting him pretty good, at least uh, from the NFL side over the last few weeks. We'll see if we can continue that. Mike Pritchard in the house, Marco D'Angelo, T.C. Martin with you live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Don't you dare go anywhere. Best bets coming up next. You're listening to some bullshit on the T.C. Monitor. Never, never once. NFL. Here on this football, baseball, boxing Friday. It is fight week here in Las Vegas. No better place to be here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Not only from your whining and dining options. And, uh, Pritch, you and I are supposed to have some food today, man. The schedule. No, you're busy, though. You the, got a big game to the, call. The, the, the schedule makers <laughs> haven't been kind to us, man. It's all right. It's all right. But, uh,. Uh, yeah, Pritch and I got to get some food. Marco too. We got to, uh, and no better place than the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. And also, don't forget, here at the Sportsbook powered by William Hill, you have that opportunity to get free money in your account. Now, whether you're a tourist or you're in town, this is where you want to bet. You want to use the phone app. It is so easy to use, and this way you don't have to fight the lines and everything else. Fifty free dollars in your account. Use the promo code TC50. That's right. Go up to the window, deposit at least fifty dollars into a brand new account. Bet where you watch the games. Could be anywhere here, whether you're a local or you're a tourist. Cash out at any time, but deposit at least fifty dollars in a brand new account. Use the promo code TC50. Boom. They'll give you fifty free dollars in your account. Have some fun with it. Wager on the Major League Baseball playoffs, the Divisional Series. You can bet the fight coming up tomorrow night, Fury and Wilder 3. And, of course, you've got plenty of college and NFL action on the board as well. Your William Hill Sportsbook at the palm of your hand. All right, guys, it is time for the best bets. It's Football Friday. And time you have Trevor. Action. Here's the best bets. This Football Friday are three best college plays, three best NFL. Mike Pritchard, how would you like to start us off? I'll start us off. All right, the leadoff hitter, yeah, Mike Pritchard. Let's kick it. it. Three best college games. Three best college games. Um, well, I'm going to start with Air Force because the last three games, <laughs> they've gone over 40 yards rushing. <laughs> and, I mean, when Air Force got has it rolling like this, I don't care who you are. Wyoming on the schedule, I know that they have these trophies in the front range that they all play for. But I, I think uh, Air Force is clicking, so I, I like Air Force in that one. Uh, I'm going to go Iowa, too. Uh, I played in Iowa in 88. And, you know, Iowa is just one of those programs cemented in the Big Ten, uh, and they got this matchup against Penn State. But I, I think it's just one of those moments where you're this close to this moment of getting to the college football playoff, and uh, I think the coaches will have the players' attention. Uh, and certainly a matchup against Penn State will get your attention too. So I, I think as a player, this is every this is a game that everybody wants to have. And, and I think uh, Iowa has the, the personnel to get it done uh, out there. And then I'm going to go BYU. Oh, and, and here's why. Oh, Trevor's alma mater. Yeah, so here's why. We played BYU in the Freedom Bowl in 88. And, you know, I'm, I'm a sophomore, right? And so we, we had these functions around L.A. With, with the players, with the Cougars. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, man, these are grown men we're playing. <laughs> right? I mean, these guys they are grown men, right? And, and here I'm an 18-year-old kid or whatever, but... Uh, I, I think BYU has it going like that uh, because of depth. Now, the quarterback situation is, is, is going to be interesting. Uh, I believe their quarterback's going to be back uh, and healthy. So uh, with the environment in Provo uh, behind the Cougars, I, I, that's just an intimidating place to play. 
Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with uh, BYU in this one as well. All right, I want to ask you, were you a victim of the pink locker room there in uh, Iowa City? Uh, you know, I, well, you know what? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I remember that. We were, and we used that because we beat them. We beat them 20-17, to 17, and we did use that. Uh, and we celebrated in that locker room after that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, let's go to our good friend, the BYU alum, the uh, NFL veteran Trevor Maddich. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, I am doing great. And I'm glad you picked BYU because I am staying away from BYU in these things, if you can tell. <laughs> All right, Trevor, three best college plays, and it's not BYU. It's not BYU. Maryland is at Ohio State. The Terrapins are getting 21 points, and I say lay the points. Maryland got blown out by Iowa last week, and they gave up seven turnovers. Talia Tongo Bailoa, their quarterback, had five interceptions in that game. Ohio State is now hitting basically on all cylinders. Guess who the number one offense in the nation is? Is it Ole Miss? Is it Alabama? Nope. It's Ohio State. And the defense's problems early in the season are fixable because they were new starters and young guys filling in for injured starters who were making mental errors that are now rounding into shape and they're doing better that way. Maryland, I think, is going to come in to Columbus and I think Tongo Bailoa will throw a bunch more interceptions in part because he relies too much on his fastball. And he'll get a lot of balls tipped up in the air because of that, in part because his star receiver, Dante Demas Jr., is now out with injury. I think this is going to be a long day for Maryland and a big party for Ohio State laid the points. Now, I've got Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. The over-under is 47, and I say take the under. Virginia Tech is, is 4-0 to the under. So far this year, usually by a pretty wide margin, by an average of about 16 points. And Ohio State comes into what will be a, a raucous lane stadium with a new starting quarterback. They'll probably start Drew Pine, who came into the season as a freshman third stringer. They've got an offensive line that is just so banged up they can't do anything. It's one of the worst rushing attacks in college football, averaging two and a half yards per carry. Their best player, Michael Mayer. Had a, had a groin injury late in last week's loss to Cincinnati. He was limping around. And so I don't think Oklahoma, I don't think Notre Dame is going to be able to do a whole lot with that, that offensive line that just can't get anything done with a new starting quarterback and a, and a gimpy best player against this fired-up Virginia Tech defense, who, by the way, has had an extra week to prepare coming off of a bye. So I don't think either team is going to score a lot. And I would say take the under with the total 47. All right, Trevor Match. There it is. All right, Marco D'Angelo, wager your talk. Do I, get two or, do I get two or three? You get three. I'm sorry, okay. Trevor. See, I kept okay. thinking that BYU is one of your picks. There you go. I got your pitch no, going no, to go there. Yeah. No, 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 no I, I, know, I know that. Oh. I know that. My bad. I was just jumping no, in. No, that's okay. Sorry. So, New Mexico is at San Diego State. New Mexico, is. they started out strong, but they've really struggled in the last three weeks. And San Diego State has one of the best defenses in the group of five. They've got an a, a offense that's getting healthy now, a dominant rushing attack. The Lobos are own five against the spread this year, and they're running into a real buzzsaw against San Diego State. I just don't think that New Mexico is going to be able to score very much, and I think San Diego State laying 19.5 is a number that I am willing to go with. So take the Aztecs and lay the points. There you go. All right, a little Mountain West action. Marco, what do you got? I'm going to start off and make both of these two guys mad. I'm going against BYU this week. I'm taking hey, Bo I'm taking hey. <laughs> Boise State plus the points. And the reason why, you got BYU coming off the rivalry game against Utah State. And, oh, who do they play next week? They've got a Power 5 school. They play Baylor. Could this possibly be a Big 12 audition for BYU? I'm going to go ahead and take the points with Boise. Revenge from last year. Also, LSU plus three. Simply put, I'm going against Florida. Coming off that, breaking that big streak against Florida. And, oh, they got Georgia next week. This is a sandwich spot, LSU. And then the last one, I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid uh, with Michigan after they demolished Wisconsin last week. Wisconsin's not good. I am going with the home team, Nebraska. Scott Frost gets a big win, takes a, takes a little bit of the heat off that seat he's been sitting on. 
<laughs> are you? All right, I'm going to go to the whatever we're calling uh, Red River Shootout, uh, rivalry, whatever. Come on, I'm old school, man. Let's keep it the shootout. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas State Fair. Steve Sarkeesian, the Texas coach, he knows nothing about this rivalry. You know, Lincoln Riley knows something about it. Those OU players definitely know something about it. OU has won four of the last five, including the last three meetings, including that 2018 Big 12 title game as well. And OU is uh, getting a little bit of a bad rap here. I know we've, we've said that, hey, this isn't the same team. and uh, But you know what? They get up for these big games. And Texas is still a little bit inconsistent for me, a little bit too much, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they played one decent opponent against Arkansas, and they got drilled by 20 by the Razorbacks. I'm going to take a shot here and lay a small price with Oklahoma laying three. Auburn and Georgia. You know, Auburn has been in several big games already. They played at Penn State, and then it was a big game for them as they went to LSU and won on the road because LSU is a tough place to play. But, and they got the W there. So now they're at home getting, in my opinion, way too many points. And I know, Marco, I do agree with you. You know, Georgia is a beast, especially defensively. But to me, there's no way in the world Auburn should be getting 15 and a half points. They're coming off a pretty solid performance. Like I said, Bo Nix. You know, can be hot, can be cold, but I really love the running back tandem that uh, Auburn has with Tank Bigsby and uh, Jarquez Hunter. So I think, uh, you know, too much is made of George's victory over Clemson uh, that we saw earlier on. And really, this is the first true road game against a good opponent for George as well, too. They're not playing Vanderbilt this week. That was the only road game they had. So wrap that up. And I think, uh, you know, Georgia still has a little bit of a quarterback controversy as well, too, with the injury to JT Daniels. So I want to take Auburn and a whole bunch of points at home. And then this game, it's a little scary. Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. But I am going to go with the Irish in this game. Notre Dame off of a loss is usually money. I understand it's the dream crusher game for you, Marco. I respect that. But Virginia Tech does not offer what uh, Notre Dame has had, had to deal with last week offensively with Cincinnati. I mean, so... Virginia Tech's offense has struggled to score. Braxton uh, Burmeister, their quarterback, doesn't do it for me. He's shaky at best. And Virginia Tech's offense ranks 114th in the nation. Notre Dame, I think, will get the job done despite being on the road. All right, NFL side. Rich. <laughs> you got Mike Bobo on your side, too, uh, going up against his former team. There you like go. Auburn, right? There you go. Yeah, that's good. a good angle right there. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets across the pond, as they like to say. Oh, uh, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I like the Jets uh, uh, because, you know, the Falcons, I'm surprised that they cannot find themselves offensively in a consistent way yet. And now you're going to be down Ridley and Gage. Some speed's going to be absent. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I love his ability, but yet is Arthur Smith going to – find a way to showcase it right and, and so the Jets off of momentum off that win last week I like that play right there uh, and then I like I said this earlier I like the Buffalo Bills I, I just I can't get over plus 90 point differential right now <laughs> and, and I know Milano is banged up his hamstring a linebacker there we'll see what happens but this could be a shootout uh, or, or it could turn into one of those games where both teams are kind of ready for each other I I think Buffalo has the amount of weapons that KC has, and you have a quarterback that is really dealing right now. So I like that. And then my third best play uh, at the Browns. I, I think uh, this market, uh, they're curious about the Browns. Uh, I, I was curious about the Browns, too, just from my history uh, right. going up against the Browns. I never thought I could think of the Browns this way, but this is a complete team, and if the quarterback can start playing uh, better, uh, certainly to a higher level, to a higher degree, uh, watch out for the Browns this year. All right. Marco D'Angelo. Uh, first two will be quick because we talked them already. I got San Francisco plus five and a half, and I got Cincinnati plus three. My third best bet, I agree with Pritch. I am on the Buffalo Bills. Revenge. It's the most overused word in sports, but you never forget the team that ended your season. And that was the Kansas City Chiefs that ended the Buffalo Bills season last year. I like Buffalo. Give me points with the better defense. Very nice. Trevor managed three best NFL. Yeah, you know, before I get there, as an aside, uh, at some point, you see, I want to know, what's the over-under on ice bags that Auburn quarterback Bo Nick is going to have to have by halftime? <laughs> right. Because he gets pounded by Georgia's defense while he tries to run around and make plays like he did against LSU's defense. I know. He better not think that George is LSU. He'll get himself smashed. Well, at least he'll be at home, so the ice bags will be plentiful. They'll be handy. He'll be familiar with them. How's that? I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Familiarity with the ice bags is an advantage when you're talking about the spread. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, NFL. So, Jets, I'm going to take this game too, but I'm going with the total on this one. It's 45, and I'm going with the over. A lot of people are saying you should go with the under because these are not very good teams. The Jets' defense, though, is pretty good, and games in London tend to uh, be low-scoring games. But I'm looking at the matchup, guys, and I am seeing reasons why I think this can go over. One is that the Falcons' defense is giving up the most points in the league, 32 points a game. And they're especially giving up big plays to number one receivers. And Corey Davis catching the ball from Zach Wilson, they, they kind of got on fire in the second half of the Titans game last week, and they brought what they did in the preseason in, into the regular season. And I don't think Tampa, or excuse me, Atlanta will be able to stop Zach Wilson's deep throws to Corey Davis. So I think there'll be some points there. I think also that even though the Jets' defense is pretty good, last week against the Titans, they played 93 plays. And now they have to fly all the way across the Atlantic to get to this game in London. And I think this defense will wear down if Atlanta can string together some first downs, which I think they can do. They had a bit of an offensive renaissance last week against Washington, in part because Cordero Patterson, sort of a hybrid running back, well, wide receiver. They figured out how to use them. And they were able to get some things done with that matchup problem. Now, as it has been mentioned, I think Pritch mentioned it, that, uh, Pritch mentioned that the uh, Calvin Ridley is out, best receiver for Atlanta. But I think they've got the, the ability to make up for that. Kyle Pitts, their number four pick in the draft, tight end out of Florida, has been underutilized this year. I think this is the game for them to get him more involved. And Patterson only played 30% of their snaps last week and had much of their production. So they can get him more involved to make up for that. So I think that all adds up to take the over 45 Jets Atlanta. Now, I agree with the guys about Buffalo over the Chiefs. Part of it is revenge. Part of it is that you got two really good offenses and only one good defense. The Bills have one of the best defenses in the league. The Chiefs are giving up the most yards per play in the league. And Kansas City, you know, if you care about such things, they're 1-7 against the spread in the last eight games at home. Now, I don't usually look into things like that much. I just sort of look at them from a cursory standpoint because I look at the matchups. But as I look at these matchups, I see Buffalo with a much better ability to slow down Patrick Mahomes than the Chiefs defense has to slow down Josh Allen. So I am taking the Bills, and I'm getting a gift of two and a half points. And then Patriots at Texas. Oh, Texans. Oh, my gosh. The, the number, or excuse me, the total on this one is 39.5. And I'm going under. Davis Mills, poor guy at quarterback for Houston. It's not his fault. I mean, behind him on the depth chart, you've got Deshaun Watson out for personal reasons. And Tyrod Taylor on injured reserve. And they don't even list the backup quarterback to the guy. And the last two weeks he started gave up, or excuse me, they scored an average of four and a half points per game. And I think in order to, to go over 39.5, the Patriots are going to have to do it almost by themselves. And I really don't think that Bill Belichick is going to have Mac Jones slinging the ball around. I think he's going to want to take the air out of this thing, grind it out, get away with a low-scoring game, knowing that if they put up two touchdowns, their defense ought to be able to do the rest. So take the under 39.5, Patriots and Texas. So Trevor Manich probably had the soundbite of all soundbites on this show last week when he took Buffalo, laid 17.5 points against those lowly Texans, right? And what was the quote again, Trevor, about uh, 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 stealing their heart? or What was that again? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I, I said Buffalo doesn't want to just take a lead and then take the air, get a lead, take the air out of the clock. Buffalo wants to, wants to hammer you. They want to embarrass you. They want to harm your soul. And so they keep the pedal to the metal, and they're looking to run up the score every chance they get, and that is exactly what they've done since they lost the opener to Pittsburgh. Harm your soul. There you go. I like it. That's great. Good stuff. All right, guys, we go to the NFL side for me, and uh, the Packers and uh, the Bengals. I'm not totally buying the, the Bengals situation right now, and I am going to take the Packers. They've won three in a row, and we know what the Packers 
offense is capable of, and they've got things sorted out. There's no question about that. But for me, defense is actually the story for Green Bay in this game. They've actually been better than expected. They're sixth in the NFL right now, only giving up 311 yards per game, and they're getting more healthy. Two big keys they're going to get back this week is Kenny King and Chris Barnes. They're going to be back. I think that's going to make a difference. Again, I still need to see a little bit more of, of Joe Burrow, but I think Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they are clicking. Aaron Jones in the running game. I think they're going to go into Cincinnati, which really doesn't have that great of a home field advantage. Uh, earlier game as well, too. I think the Packers laying three is a, is a gift here, so I'm going to, to take that. Giants in Dallas. I'm actually going to go with the Giants and take a dog here, plus seven. The Giants have improved every week. And this is a divisional game. We know what that means to both of these teams. But specifically the Giants, you know, they have played Dallas pretty tough. And Saquon Barkley is getting healthier every week as well, too. I look for Barkley to actually have a big day uh, against this Dallas defense. And this Dallas defense, let's talk about this. The 31st-ranked defense in the league. And uh, uh, actually, they're 28th overall, but 31st against the pass. And I think Daniel Jones can can actually do something uh, against this Dallas D. They can keep it close, potentially even win this game outright. Like I said, the Giants have been competitive each week. And uh, remember, um, they won last week as well, too. I think they got a little mojo going, so I'm going to do that. I was all set to take the Raiders, but my uh, my astute colleagues next to me have kind of <laughs> talked me out of it. So, you know, I am going to back away, and I'm going to go back to the doggy dog, and I'm going to take Monday Night Football. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts plus seven against the Ravens. Carson Wentz is actually healthy, and Carson Wentz has looked pretty good. He looked very good last week against uh, Dolphins. Say what you want, I know it was the Dolphins, but it was a game on the road where uh, – that uh, the Colts really dominate to get their first win of the season. And the Colts D, we know about the Colts D. They're pretty strong. They're, uh, they're eighth in total yardage given up uh, you know, right now. And uh, Lamar Jackson, that Baltimore offense, they could put up points. He's a threat. I get that. But third down conversions, Baltimore's like next to last. And that's a big stat for me. So I, I think seven is inviting. Monday night football, Colts are playing better. I'm going to take a shot and uh, – I might be just, you know, wanting to kick myself for not taking the Raiders if uh, the Raiders get that victory. But much respect to you guys. I am going to change it up a little bit, but I did have the Colts as kind of like my third or fourth play, so I'm going to do that. Those are our best bets. They're all up on the website. You can check it out along uh, with our other great handicappers as well. Double B, who is vacationing in Mexico, he got his picks in, uh, wearing a sombrero, and he said he was a, a little bit tanked when he sent in his picks last night. So uh, I don't know what you want to take out of that, of course. And then uh, Scott Spicer and Matthew Holt as well, too. And uh, Gilby, the intern. Hopefully, Gilby has laid off his totals. This guy's been giving me college totals over, like, 72s and 78s. I don't think he's won one this year. So I, he finally succumbs and says, you know what? That's a good idea. No more totals for me. <laughs> good stuff. All right, appreciate Numchuck back in the studio. Uh, the G-Man Gilby here making it happen. Our great friends here at the Cosmopolitan. Marco, I appreciate you for being here. Uh, great stuff. And Pritch, what can I say, man? Always great having you here, man. Love it. Always love uh, being on your show, man. It's awesome. Great stuff. All right, and uh, come come back. We're going to go eat. We'll go grub. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. After the WNBA season's <laughs> over. How's that? We definitely got to go grub. No doubt about it. So I appreciate Mike Pritchard and, of course, Marquise Johns, who joined us, who's in town covering the fight. Tomorrow night, Fury Wilder 3, Marquise Johns from Big Fight Weekend. All right, it's a great weekend here in Vegas. Like I said, WNBA playoff game tonight, game five, the fifth and deciding game. Tomorrow, Fury Wilder 3, Monday, Raiders and the Bears. It's a great weekend to be in Las Vegas. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Have yourself a good one. We reconvene Monday at 2 o'clock.